Well, I think I should start with wishing you a happy Super Bowl Sunday, uh, happy Groundhog's Day, uh, happy 0202 2020 day, which I think is the most fascinating one. <laughs> because I want to prove to you that I am a man of the world, that I'm aware of what's going on around me, because that's one of the things that this morning's gospel is about. That Jesus, in talking about the Beatitudes, wanted to make sure that his followers throughout the centuries would be thoroughly engaged in the world. That they wouldn't withdraw to the, to the heights or to the caves and disappear. But rather, be engaged with whatever's happening around them. But I'm not going to make any Super Bowl predictions or any Groundhog predictions. 0202-2020, I'm comfortable saying, has happened. So, one of the things that's most interesting to me is this listing of different ways of being. And one of the things that Matthew was very careful to do is to list them all in a way so that they're accessible to all of us. Luke, in his version of the Beatitudes, at least implies that the folks described there are already like this. But Matthew, the way that it's written, at least in the Greek, it's something that we could still become. It's not set that we are poor in spirit or we are a peacemaker. We, we could become any of these things. We can aspire to any of these things. And so I always have had a great deal of respect for peacemakers because when I first encountered the Beatitudes, probably as a teenager in terms of actually being aware of them, I looked at the list of what was the blessed result and thought the peacemakers won because they are called children of God. So to me, that was the ultimate merit badge for being a Christian, was to be a peacemaker, to be a child of God. So as I grew older, I wanted to know peacemakers, and I want to know how they did it. So many times in my life, I've gone to workshops and retreats and conferences held by famous peacemakers to see how they did it. I've read many books by those same people, and I feel very privileged to have gotten to meet and at times hang out a little bit with them. But no matter how many books that I read by them, no matter how many conferences I went to, no matter how much I studied their processes, there was always something missing. There was always something that I knew was off, just a little bit. And we do role playing and things like that, practicing the different techniques and things that were in these books and these workshops. And it never felt quite right. It always felt a little contrived a little forced. And after a while, I began to realize what it was, that these people were indeed extremely successful peacemakers. These were people who worked with warring groups all over the world, who helped negotiate peace treaties, who helped negotiate new boundaries among tribes and nations. These were people who did the heavy lifting of bringing peace to the world. And all of them were people who were explicitly Christians, followers of Christ, most of them Episcopalian, as a matter of fact. And when I came to realize that what was missing in their technique was 
themselves. That they were sharing very openly with what had worked for them. But what I came to realize, particularly as I got to know a couple of these people very well, is that it wasn't so much the technique as the person. That the person who was using these approaches is what made all the difference. Because they had something about them that made people who were in deep disagreement about sometimes decades-old conflicts stop and look at things in new ways. And then I started thinking about this particular beatitude about peacemakers. Peacemakers will be called children of God. Now, I've been taking this very literally since I was a teenager. I was thinking of it as people who create world peace, and that's important to do. But then I did some research on the term peacemaker and discovered that it's not so much about peace between nations or even between individuals. What it refers to is a Hebrew word that then was spoken by Jesus in Aramaic and then put into Greek and then put into English that, to summarize it, means the love of God. That someone who personifies the love of God. Another way of thinking of it is sometimes you just meet someone you know is a good person. Even before you've had much of a conversation, you sort of sense it from them. They don't have to say much, they don't have to do much, but just since this person is good, this person is different. That's what these peacemakers that I met had, and that's really what this beatitude is about. It's about being a love bearer wherever we go, and not love from our own hearts, but the love that God has for all creation. And that's why the techniques that these peacemakers I'm referring to didn't always work. Because if someone did not have already within them a sense of God's love for all and was not open to that coming in and through them, the techniques were never going to work. It was all about being a person of love and all that means, all the ways that that can be experienced. Love through generosity, love through being a person full of forgiveness, love being a person who's willing to take risks. These peacemakers literally, literally risk their lives over and over. On and on and on, all the different ways in which we can embody God's love, live it out, display it, ooze it, is what this beatitude is all about. So we don't have to worry about if we're not going to be a negotiator working with the United Nations. Instead, we can remember that this is all about living as many days as we can in our life as people who are carrying God in our hearts, in our actions, in our speech, in our perspectives. And we can't do it every day, we're human beings. But if we do do it, when we do it, then we're children of God. We are literally being as God is. So that's where all this linguistic derivation comes from. We are doing the family business. That's part of the connotation here. 
that we are doing what our parents have done and what we continue to do to carry on the family values, the family way of being. And so we are children of God. Now, this can sound all academic, and I'm certainly never going to go to Eastern Europe to negotiate between various warring groups that are trying to exercise genocide on each other. But any of us have the opportunity to carry God out into the world, to carry God out into the world of the Super Bowl and Groundhog's Day and 0202-2020, all these things which are human constructs, and therefore make the world different because we are walking as people bearing God's love. We are walking as people who are full of God's love and letting people see it, not by pounding a Bible over their head, but by being nice, by being kind, by being someone that looks trustworthy, by being someone who looks like they're ready to give a hug, to listen, to be generous, whatever it might be that we as individuals can do. And each of us have different gifts in this area. That's why I'm not going to give you an outline or a workshop or a book on how to be children of God, how to be peacemakers, how to be people filled with love. Because all of us will do it uniquely because God has created each one of us to do it uniquely in that one little way that's different from everyone else who's ever lived. We each one have that within ourselves. We each one of us are peacemakers. We each one of us are love bearers. We each one of us are children of God because that's how God created us to be. That's what Christ came into the world to tell us about and to reinforce to us that we are bearers of love. We are bearers of the good news. We are going out into the world to make a difference, to make a difference by being people of love. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen.